Welcome to Amplify, the Chesapeake Public Schools podcast. Chesapeake Schools is located in the Hampton Roads area of southeastern Virginia. We serve 40,000 students in 45 schools and three centers. This podcast is designed to tell the stories behind our story and to introduce and celebrate the people and programs that make us one of the premier school districts in Virginia. All right, welcome back. Here we are, another new episode on Amplified, the Chesapeake Public Schools podcast. This is Matt Graham here with... Richie Babb. And this is our January segment. Yeah, new year, new episode. That's right. Did you have a good break? I did. I did. How about yourself? I know you were busy, right? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I guess everybody's busy, but... Everybody is. But is that time to have have new beginnings, like a nice little reset, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. I hear you like the cold. No, not really. (laughs) I don't need I don't need to wear that many clothes at one time. <laughs> so you're anxiously waiting for summer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, eagerly, I would say, eagerly. as opposed to anxiously. Yeah, I am. <laughs> All right. Well, one thing that we are excited to highlight during this this month is uh, there's a week set aside for our principals. January 14th through the 20th is Virginia School Principals Appreciation Week. Man, that's a mouthful. That's it a is. Lot of that's syllables. a lot of words. It's a lot of words. <laughs> it is. But we uh, had the opportunity to speak with two incredible principals that we have here. I mean, we have a ton of them. Two stopped by, and we chatted, and it was a great conversation. We heard a little bit about their backstory, things that they're excited about. Yeah, it's great. And talk about getting to know people and getting the stories behind the story. This this episode's great for that. Right. So sit back and enjoy. <laughs> With us today, we have two amazing principals. We have Mr. Paul Joseph from Oscar Smith High School, and we have Dr. Michelle Furby from Deep Creek Elementary School. One thing that we always do is we try to find out a little bit about you or let our community know a little bit about you. Do you mind telling us about your background or even positions that you held? Uh, Mr. Joseph, let's go ahead and start with you. Well, I came to Chesapeake in 1980. I graduated college from Virginia Westland um, and Sissy Chapel was a social studies supervisor, and the third day of school had come and gone, and a teacher from the alternative school called in from Florida and said, I quit. So they had, it was a Friday afternoon, so I went in with nine other people to interview for the job. I had a delightful job at the time cleaning out stables, you know, so I said, I think I'll go there. So I <laughs> Delightful, I don't think, is the word I'd no, use for that, but... But I had to run home, didn't even have time to shower, so it was the old spray some clone on, ran back up here. <laughs> It came into this building actually, and you know, did some lesson plans for talk weather. And next thing you know, I went to the alternative school on Monday morning, oh, wow. and I didn't know anything about an alternative school. I drove by it out the, the old Nike missile yeah, site. Yeah, drove by it a few times and stopped in because it seemed like the only landmark. And I said, "No, this is a school." I'm like, really? So <laughs> that's where it was. But I taught there for five years, and during the course of that time, I had uh, the opportunity to meet Glenn Kuntz, who was an assistant principal there. I was coaching at Portsmouth Catholic High School at the time, and we scrimmaged against Glenn's team. And when he was going to get promoted from uh, being a coach to assistant principal, he said, hey, would you consider going to Deep Creek to take my job, my old job there as a coach? So uh, I went over there and met Mr. Hardy. He was an amazing guy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I coached there, and then they, you know, I'd coach boys basketball at Catholic. When I over there, they said, "Well, we don't have boys; we've got girls. Would you do that?" Like, whatever, I'll do it. Yeah. So <laughs> right. I was there five years, and then I went to Indian River High, mm-hmm. uh, taught social studies, coached soccer, coached girls basketball there. Eventually, became department chair for social studies, 
uh, wanted to move into administration. So I left. So I had a good opportunity from Glenn Kuntz again, who was principal mm. at Oscar Smith, brought me over as assistant principal in 93 and was there for seven years and then transferred to Western Ridge High School, was assistant principal for three years and then was named principal Crestwood Middle, right. was there and then finally got, really it was my dream to go back to Oscar Smith High as the principal. So I've been there I think this is 17 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. So you are living the dream then. Well, I can hold a job anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. From the I can't say sure. it, but I can hold it. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Michelle? Oh, story's long. So our paths crossed at Indian River. So I was a student at Indian River High School. Um, oh. And I graduated from Indian River, went to TCC, then ODU. Um, and early commitment. So, Miss, who was it that got me? Hold on, Miss Luter. Okay, came, yeah, yeah. And she did the interviews at ODU. So, I accepted that early commitment under um, Dr. Bateman. Mm-hmm. And I came into, I actually interviewed at Crestwood Middle, Great Bridge Middle. And then by the third interview, I was like, I'm just going to be Michelle. <laughs> and I went to Carver. And um, I had gone there as a child, and so it was Raymond Hopkins and Nancy Brown. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just started cutting up during the interview. I was like, whatever, I, you know what, this got to be it. And so um, Nancy Brown told me that Mr. Hopkins said, are you sure about her? Because <laughs> she turned into a Jamaican and started talking. <laughs> so anyway, I, I did. I worked there for two years. Middle school concept came. I went to Oscar Smith Middle as a sixth grade English teacher. And then from there became a instructional specialist with uh, Dan Mulligan. And then from oh, there, yeah. went to Indian River Middle School as an instructional coach under Dr. Scott. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and yep. then from um, Indian River, Naomi took over. Naomi Dunbar, she became the principal, moved over to Indian River High School as an administrative assistant under Mr. Fry. Mm-hmm. And from Mr. Fry, I went back to Oscar Smith Middle because our program got cut. So the administrative assistance. Oh, right. Yeah, right. the funding got cut. So I went mm. back into the classroom at Oscar Smith Middle School for a year and a half under Dr. Scott. Mm. And from there, went to Western Branch High School with Mr. Sykes and Hickory High School with Frida Turner mm-hmm. and stayed there for a year and ended up at GW Carver, South Norfolk. That's when I met up with Mr. Joseph again. And then it was um, a nice reunion. It was a nice <laughs> reunion. Oh, he's such a hero of mine. And then I went to Deep Creek Elementary. That's where I am right now. Proud principal of DCE. There you go. Now you know it's interesting. Uh, in both of your stories, you've referenced people who were mentors and who you worked with. It, it, it's interesting that that's what would come out because it really does make a difference. I mean, right. it, it re- really is important to to have mentors especially going into uh, school administration. <laughs> what made you guys choose education as a field to go into? You want to go first? Okay, I'll go first because you went first. This was going to be short. Right. So it was between acting and educating. So, um, so you get to do both. I do. <laughs> it was the obvious choice. Yeah, it was right. like, what better stage than a classroom where you yeah. can turn yeah. into somebody yeah, totally right. different, engage your kids and have them experience some of those joys of public speaking and um, acting out, role-playing, dramatizations, reading, writing. So all of those things, you know, they say all the world's a stage, but I I think the classroom is one of the greatest stages a teacher can have. So I chose that one. Mr. Shirley, I'm sorry. I went in a different path. (laughs) Linda Lawman led me this way. (laughs) 
How about you, Paul? Uh, a little different path. I went to college. Uh, my mother said, you can be a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist. Those are your three choices. Wow. So I was pre-dental. And I was doing okay, but my chemistry professor saw that, you know, you don't really seem like you're into this. And he had a good heart, you know, he says, well, mm-hmm. what do you really like? And I said, what I really like, I like political science and history. I was taking some of those courses. I like geography. He says, well, why don't you go into that? So I did. And I remember talking to my mother about it. And to be honest with you, she was upset with me. Mm-hmm. She said, you, you should be one of those things. She goes, anybody can teach her. I said, no, no, mom, I, I want to be a really good teacher. I mean, mm-hmm. really effective. So... That was one of those things. My mom's a great support system, but she just had other dreams about what great. Now she's just so proud, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I've got that. Right. But yeah. you know, you said something before about mentors. I can't tell you how many people have been great to me. I'm great. Carol Fleming yeah. took me yes, aside one day yes. and had observed me, and I had a less than stellar lesson, but she knew I had more in me. So she mm-hmm. says, "I'm not going to write this up. You come back Monday and do it again." And I did. And she said, "Don't ever go below that level again." Because I asked her, "How did I, how did I do?" She yeah. says, "You know he did. That's uh, how you yeah. should do it." Yeah. And so I was mad, but then I realized there's a lesson there. So yeah. it was good. And you talked about some folks, Jimmy Fry, you know, yeah. Art Brandreth, you know, yeah. Shannon Draco, Glenn Coons, yeah. just amazing yeah. people. And You're then right. other people like Robert Shirley. I mean, yeah. people right. who are just yeah. so influential. Right. In, Linda in Scott. Ways. Is Linda another. Scott. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 I admired her so much. And yeah. then, like, I don't know how she does this because she, she poured, she was 24 mm-hmm. 7. I mean, always, always that way. Yeah. 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 And in fact, she. she I had to tell yeah. her one time she got sick. I'm like, you need to slow down a little bit, you know. But, yeah, but she oh. was so dedicated. <laughs> she, absolutely, that yeah. She was. I mean, talk about the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, right. You know, but yeah, people like her and uh, Ed Hughes was a, a mentor oh, yeah. of mine. You know, Harry Blevins. Yeah. Uh, so and yeah. some of the mentors are ones that just came along that you know they're coworkers. You know, I think of like a Brian Dugan, a JD Degnan, yeah. a Kenyatta Garrett, yeah. Brenda Anderson. You know, people like yeah. that are just. They're so inspirational, and they challenge you to think about things a little different way. So Absolutely. it's I don't want somebody to be a yes person who works with me. I want you you tell me straight what you think. Yeah, and they do that, and they're just focused on the right thing for the school system, what's right for the kids. kids so yeah. I appreciate right. that right. about them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you mentioned Carol Fleming because that was Oscar Smith Middle School, my principal there. She's the one where she taught the damn mulligan and said, I got somebody for you. And so that's how I ended up out of <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, she was an amazing, amazing yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Really. Carol Fleming was my first principal at Oscar Smith Middle. I started really? the yeah. year. Yeah, and she was so influential. I was telling Richie at her yeah. retirement or when she, she left Oscar Smith Middle, I like dressed up as her because she was always entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I did yeah. this whole dress up thing and we kind of did a she's like i don't want anything all sappy right so we did a roast yeah and we just uh, did this whole thing it was awesome it was well I, I will say too i think the role of a, if you have a spouse or partner if you have like i've got a great wife but she's been there by my side and she's my sounding board and i go home because there's some difficult things you deal with every day and oh, sometimes yeah. you just don't know if you can work through it things like that but she gives me perspective one thing she says to me you Remember a year ago what you were fretting about that day? You said it's going to be that worst day. Yeah. What was that? And you don't remember. You don't remember. Because yeah. she gives you that right. perspective on that. And like that keeps you kind of grounded and centered. Yeah. Plus, she has to make sacrifices because this job takes up so much time. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. No doubt. What's, what's the hardest thing about wow. being a, a school principal? Wow. You got to take this one first. I'm following you. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's just trying to take everybody's little piece and part of what they do and make it the part of the whole, how it fits right. in, how it's a piece there. I think that's my right. job is to try to translate their little sections, which are incredibly important to them, but make it a whole. And then for the kids and the parents and even the teachers, sometimes it's like, how does all, all these little bit parts, algebra one, 
chemistry, English nine, you know, photography. Yeah, right. How does that make you a whole person? And then, right. and then the other things we do, unofficial things, it's like filling and, you know, talking about character and, mm-hmm. you know, good traits. I think that's part of what we have to do. It's hard because sometimes you can kind of get distracted from that. But if you got to go, always go back. What's right for the kids? I think yeah. that's that's what makes it better. Yeah. But you can get distracted easily in this job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm they sure. Do. I yeah. think the littles, just coming from secondary, intermediate, and now I have young scholars, pre-K, K one, two, learning their traits and how they think and how they are transitioning into a school building. Yeah. Being home, some of them, you know, with their parents, and then having to try to break apart and getting them into the building and feeling comfortable and safe from what they used to know. Yeah. And then coming into an actual school building. That's been eye-opening because in most buildings, the students have already had that experience. So right. now ushering in kids that never been there before is kind of like, wow. Okay. Okay, little guy. Come on. I think Michelle and I, we've talked about this some too. Sometimes the parents didn't have a good school experience. You know, their school experience was rotten. Yeah. And so they think their kids by default is going to be the same thing. And it's hard to convince them, no, we're trying to do it differently now. I think we're better now than we were 10 years ago. I think so. We're better now than, you know, 10 years ago, they're better than they were 10 years before because you learn, you grow. Yeah. And I think we get better at what we do. And and I think it's hard to get them to trust that we're actually there for the betterment of their child. Yeah. Because they had such a bad experience. What do you think are some of the most significant changes in education since you got in? I know it changes constantly, but what do you see as really some of the significant uh, changes in the way we do business? I'm thinking. Go ahead. I'm thinking about the pandemic because that brought on a lot of change. And um, we've had conversations during the pandemic and just seeing that, you know, going so quickly from you being in school and then having to go all the way virtual, going to that one hundred and one, yeah. and we still have a lot of those things that we learned from the pandemic going on now. You know, you still have kids going into CVA and yeah. you know virtual right. Virginia and things like that. So handling those two platforms, you know, some of those kids still come back to us and then transitioning them back into. Yeah. A regular building, but we're looking at things differently. You know, it's not always one, you know, way to do things. Now we see there's a virtual component. We don't always have to come into a building to have a meeting. Now we can have one virtually now. We don't always have to do trainings inside of a building. You can do it virtually. So I see that that technology piece, that component of it being a big part of it, that's a change. Yeah, I think we got a real force jumpstart on that. Yeah. I remember handing out Chromebooks, I think day before Christmas vacation wow. yeah. out there. It was cold on the bus ramp and people were coming up because they wanted to have some sort of schooling. You yeah. know? It was really yeah. important. Right. And I think now it might be, how do you manage that? How do you balance the advantages of technology right. with the human interaction? We we had a little in-service yesterday at school on, on AI in its role. And I think yeah. we're going to have to learn how to balance and juggle that. That's going to be another challenge. It's not going to go away. It's just how do you use it properly and not let it overtake you. Right. I'm so old. I remember going from a slide rule to a, a calculator and the teachers <laughs> being offended. You would have a machine that would do. Yeah. And some were even offended. We had a slide rule. That was like, you know, you should all do it all by hand. The calculations, right. Right. these old log right. books and things like yeah. that. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of change there. I yeah. don't even know what a slide ruler is. <laughs> you don't? Just, just straight up. I look don't at, know. You got to look. It, yeah. you, you did calculations on it and it had, it, it looked like kind of like three rulers with a little slide thing on there. You had to go that slide it down here, put numbers on there. Look in a book for tables and then match it up. Oh my gosh. It, it, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. 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 And that's that's how you did kind of the, like in the I had some of the higher level maths in high school. I wasn't really good at it, yeah. but I had the higher level maths in there. You had to use those tools, and that was the tool yeah. of the time. 
And even then, some of the teachers thought that was cheating. You know, yeah. so yeah. I think right. like now, like oh yeah, you know, there's a, you know this AI. But I, I get it. You know, you have to find balance with it. How do yeah. you make it work? Yeah, so. yeah. I yeah. miss the chalkboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I handwrite wasn't great on it, yeah. but uh, but I do miss it. Yeah. Well, I, I miss the smell of the, the Ditto machine. There you know, you that go. fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you'd hand out the oh, papers, yeah. and they were kind of slightly damp, and everybody would just <laughs> smell them. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, ah. right, yeah, that's right. And my fingers, I like my Blue. the skin would come off my fingers because of that that liquid. You yeah, know, so, right. Yeah, yeah. just peel it away. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> right. So, what is your favorite thing about being a principal? There's so many things. Seeing kids light up, seeing the light bulb go off. Recently, I talked about um, seeing one child who was having difficulties transitioning to the school building, but this mm. year just walking in, making friends, being active, raising his hand, speaking to me now when he sees me in a hallway. So just seeing those students grow. Yeah. I think that personal growth is huge for me. I can think of kids right now in recent memory and, and even back there, they had an epiphany and decided that what we were selling was the right thing. And that when they do, when they jump on board, they jump on board with both feet. Yeah. And they're your biggest salesman afterwards for it. I mm. had one that came back. He's come back a couple of times. He actually went to the middle school with me last year to tell them, hey, I had a rough start in high school, but I finally listened to what they were telling me to do. They had this program there for us. We can, we had a merchant seaman program. He jumped mm-hmm. into that. He is so happy right Absolutely. now. He says, I'm taking a trip to Japan. But he was someone who had didn't have a path, didn't have a focus, and right. now he's got right. it, and now he's a total convert. In fact, he wants yeah. to tell others, "Hey, there's a path for you." Yeah, which I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think if anything really from the outside has visibly changed is the opportunities that students are offered now, right. like right. that program and like all the CTE programs. Right. You know, we've recognized that not everybody has to go to college. No. Right. You know, and it's and it's perfectly it's fine. I mean, when I was in school. I mean, you went to college. I yeah. mean, that was the expectation. Uh, but, you know, I've got my stepson is a welder. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and he's, I mean, he's killing it. Yeah. But, we, yeah, those we, opportunities. I know, are, Michelle, we talked about when she was in our borough, we, we had actually, our borough would talk about from kindergarten to 12th grade and beyond and where we all fit in on that whole plan. Hmm. But then, like I said, I, I think after COVID, it kind of made me set back because I was, same thing. I thought college prep, that's the answer. And yeah. then some kids would go military and some kids would go over this. Now we try to make it so you have four options for high school. And I want every senior, when they graduate, to have they're either certified for a career because they go, let's say, to the tech center or yep. get certifications so we can get there at school. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they could go to the military and the military either as a career or to get career training to move you on to another career. Uh, be college and college, not just for the sake of college, but college leads to careers as yeah. well. Right. Or the fourth is where I think we're really improving greatly is really that kind of where career companies will come in, offer our kids kind of paid internships, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they go on and get those skills. And just the awareness for our kids, because a lot of our kids don't even understand what big companies, all the things that they have. Like, yeah. let's say we have Newport New Shipbuilding, and they, well, I don't want to build a ship, but you know, they have a communication department, yeah. they have a payroll yeah, department, right. yeah. an HR department, yeah. and the kids just don't have that awareness. So right. we're trying to bring it to our kids. And it's really, it makes me happy when I see that. You know? yeah. So they, okay. I want yeah. every kid to walk across that stage knowing the next day of life Holds for them, yeah. so they don't say, "I'm gonna get a job." Jobs are dead ends. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. need a career. You need a career. Yeah, Absolutely. right. Absolutely right. If you had any advice to give firing administrators or new administrators, what what would you sit out and tell them? Yeah, find a good mentor. Um, find somebody <laughs> who's going in the right direction. Talk to someone that has been in the field for a while um, that can give you some sound advice. Stay organized, stay on top of things, but most importantly, find a peer. Find a peer that you can talk to. 
mm. that understands what's going on and can guide you. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think we had kind of a, a couple of years back, we did that training where the, we were in that uh, Leadership Academy, remember, right, elementary, right. and we were kind of paired up with elementary, middle, and high school administrators. And normally, we don't really meet and sit and talk in depth, but we really did there. Mm-hmm. And I thought we, we learned a lot about each other and right. what we're going through. And I think you understand a whole lot more by, by that experience. I thought, yeah. I mean, we were in the same cohort, we and we just talked all the time. And we started talking a lot more after that because- yeah. It breaks down that barrier of the separation of uh, the uh, the different you know levels yeah. of school. Wow. Right. Well, I guess because each level thinks they have their things they're going through, but we don't see that other side. Right. Um, fortunately, I did see secondary. I knew elementary, so I, I knew the differences between them. But then when things started changing and and it evolves, and you know you lose touch a little bit, you hear the things that secondary is doing, and then you hear the things that elementary, and I think we became empathetic to each other and saying, Very oh, much wow, so. I didn't know y'all were going through that. Yeah, and right. Things like that. Well, that's kind of mm-hmm. like what you were mentioning, even as within your building uh, principal, your role there is like getting everyone to have these little parts to make the whole. So mm-hmm. even right. at the different levels with elementary, middle, and high, all those different parts of the whole. And yeah. the same thing, too, with our, our previous episode where we had the SCA people come in. One yeah. of the biggest things that they were talking about was – the, the toughest job was to get the different perspectives and of everyone right. to understand maybe that common purpose. Right. So yeah. I think that's something that is very insightful, you know, within here with what I'm hearing with y'all, like it's just getting everybody on kind of the same page to come together. So yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and like I said, social media wasn't around when I was younger. It is now. And I hate to say it's designed to feed you more of what you already think. Right. You know, that's right. It's it's echo chamber. Yeah, exactly yeah. it. So you're yeah. hearing the same thing more and more and more. And I think in school, you get a chance maybe to just see, don't have to accept the other side, just understand there is another there side is another and side. explore yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Keep it in mind, of course, you know, this is a family-oriented show. Um, <laughs> do, you have, do you have any uh, inspirational or funny stories or uh, stories that might sort of yeah. encapsulate I mean, what you, you education probably is? have one that happens every single day. <laughs> right, right, right. So, That's it. So That's it. is there anything that pops up maybe as something that you wouldn't mind sharing that, you know that what? happened? My, my husband reminded me of something because I was at Oscar Smith Middle School and it was a teacher work day, so we were free of kids. And we were in the room having a meeting, and they called into the room and said, uh, Miss Furby, your son is on the phone. He says it's an emergency. I don't have a son. I was like, what? <laughs> they said, yeah, your son is on the phone. I don't know what it is, but it sounds urgent. I think you need to take the call. So I come down, and I said, hello? Hey, Miss Furby, what you doing? I said, who is this? It's me. I said, boy, what are you doing calling me? I just want to see how you do. One of my students, one of my students. <laughs> and I said, why are you calling me as a teacher right day? What are you doing? Oh, no, I'm just bored. I said, listen, I'm at work. I have to work. I need to hang up the phone. Okay, you going to call me back? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So um, we, we've That's established fun. relationships. With oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to hear from us every day. Well, I, I've got. I've got I've got another one, and if you have another one, I've got one after that. So the first one, it goes way back. I was a pretty new teacher, and you'll get an idea of what year it was because we were doing current events in my class there, and I had I had at the alternative school I had high school social studies, so it's like a catch all, you know, yeah, you had yeah. everything in there. Yeah. So we did current events, and we were talking about the Falkland Island Wars, okay. you know. So yep. I pulled out my globe, and the globe was really old. I mean, but you know, had the globe up there. I said, "This is the United Kingdom," and I pointed to it. I pointed to Argentina, then we pointed to the Falkland Islands, talk about what they're fighting over. So yeah. student gets the thing, he says, he points to the, he says, United Kingdom. 
And he shakes his head like, I understand what that is. Argentina, got it. Falkland Islands, because what's this blue stuff out here? <laughs> you know, like, maybe I need to go back to, I need to go back to a little more basics here. Yeah. Maybe, uh, okay, that would be the ocean. So yeah. we'll talk about that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, he learned something he that did. day for sure. And, and yeah. so did I. That was yeah. a big point. Yeah. I, I learned right. more than he did. Yeah. A little oh, bit yeah. of reflection there. Let's go back and build some basics here. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord. Um, inspirationally. At Hickory High School, I had a student who was a foster child. She came in and she gave me her background. She had a very rough start. And for some reason, she would only talk to me administratively. She would get in trouble and she said, no, I want that one. Mm -hmm. And she would come to me and she told me her backstory. Backstory was more so she wanted to go to school. She left whatever organization she was in and she enrolled herself in a high school. But now to anybody else, she was under the radar. She was living on her own. And they they found out that she had enrolled herself. She was doing she was lying on stuff, but she wanted to be in school. She knew she had to have an education. And um, it was found out because she got sick. So she had to go to the hospital and they found out, you know, she's not under anybody's care. She's doing this stuff on her own. She ended up at Hickory um, with a nice family, but she was having trouble adjusting, having mm-hmm. trouble adjusting. So we would talk. I would spend time with her. And it got to the point where she said, I'm sick of school. What can I do to get out? We got on a plan, and she was able to graduate through summer school. Mm-hmm. Well, Miss Turner called me one day. She was in summer school, and she said, we got to take a ride. I said, what's happening? She said, one of your young scholars, we got to take a ride. So we went over to Indy River where she was having her um, doing summer school, and she was asleep. <laughs> so, oh. so we went in and talked to the teacher, and he said, he, she's doing this. She just keeps sleeping every day. Yeah. So I tapped her and she looked up and she saw me and she saw Miss Turner behind me. And we did like this, yeah. talked to her in the hallway. And she said, what are y'all doing here? I said, your teacher contacted Miss Turner. And Miss Turner contacted me. And we said, we will go over here to talk to our hawks to find yeah. out what's going yeah. on. Gave her the speech. And we saw her walk across that stage um, <laughs> at the end of summer school. Yeah, that's so awesome. that was, yeah, yeah. To, and she's in the military now. She's there doing well. Wow. Man. That's great. Yeah. Wow. That's great inspirational. That. For sure. Well, I think kids can keep you humble as well. So this is one I have. And it's, it's G-rated, so it's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some others that kept me yeah. humble in other ways, which are not G-rated. <laughs> but in this case, this little girl comes to me in the cafeteria. Because I spend, I sit in the cafeteria during lunchtime so the kids have access. And mm-hmm. I can watch them, but they have access to me. Mm-hmm. She came and says, Mr. Joseph, you know what? You look like a movie star. Oh. And, you know, in my head, like, oh, man, I wonder which one it could be, oh. you know? She goes, yeah, you look like Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man. man. So like, well, you know, uh, but I, I think actually, I think Wood, Woody's probably more fluid in movement than I am because the kids are always like, Do you know you walk funny? Like, yes, I am. <laughs> I am aware that I walk funny. <laughs> well, this has been fantastic. I, yeah. I really could talk the rest of the day, but thank you for all the work that you do and the difference yeah. that you're making in the lives of these kids. It's uh, it's really immeasurable. So, well, I want to yeah. thank you again for coming in, uh, Michelle Faraby from um, Deep Creek Elementary, Paul Joseph from Oscar Smith High School, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. All right. Until you're tired of it. I'm going <laughs> to give a shout out to my admin team who's yeah. holding down the fort for me right now. So. That's, okay. right. That's right. That's right. too. Way to go. There you go. You guys. You guys are doing right. great. Thank <laughs> you. Great job. Sure thing. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Okay. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We hope you enjoyed the stories behind our story on this episode of Amplify the Chesapeake Public Schools podcast. 
Feel free to visit us at cpschools.com forward slash amplified for any questions or comments and make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.